Hello everyone and welcome into today's Irish NFL show with me, Colm Cronin. And I am delighted to be joined by today's guest, a man from The Athletic. You may have heard him just a couple of weeks ago on with Zach Kiefer on Kiefer and the Beats. It is Nick Cosmider. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time to, to join me because you've literally come from uh, Russ at the podium uh, to to talk to me today. Um, now, when you were on, I mentioned you were on with Zach a, a few weeks ago. He's been a good friend to to this show. And it's been a weird season for obviously the Broncos. Like it starts off so terribly, then they go on this run and then they end up losing to uh, the Texans last week. Last week. And we live obviously in the social media age now, Nick, where prior to the Texans game, Everyone was the week before the Russ. Uh, you were to sign the Russ apology letter. Russ was going to be comeback player of the year, uh, and then the Texans game happens. Um, you know his head coach calls him out from the podium. Now he also called out the right side of the line and various other issues. But there's all the clips going up. Uh, Stink had a real cutoff Russ today. Um, what was Russ like at, at the podium today? How how is he you know feeling? I, I suppose after last year he's probably used to some of the criticism coming his way. Yeah. You know, I think one, one big thing that Russell Wilson always practices is this, this sort of neutrality, right. That, um, you know, regardless of how poorly things are going or, you know, during a five game win streak, uh, for example, how well they're going uh, really kind of tries to strike the same tone uh, at, at all times. And, you know, he brought it today. Look, we, we are, we, we started the season one and five, we've gone five and one since, and that's how they've arrived at, at six and six, and though they would certainly like to be a little bit further along, whether it was seven and five or eight and four, uh, the reality is they still have you know an opportunity, and that's really when you start one and five. All you can kind of ask for is that you're going to get to December, you're going to play in games that matter, you're going to give yourself give yourself a chance to um, you know be going into the last month of the season still alive, um, and, and they've they've given themselves that. But but I think a lot of these criticisms. Um, you know, were valid. The one thing that I said during this five game winning streak was there's going to come a time when Denver stops forcing, um, you know, all these turnovers, like the, just the odds were that they were not going to continue, you know, taking the ball away three times every game. And sure enough, that happened against Houston. They, they did not force a turnover, had a couple of chances to do so, but didn't weren't ultimately able to come up with one. And so the offense for the first time in, in a while was really forced to kind of carry the day, to stand on its own two legs, and um, and they just weren't able to do that consistently enough. So that that is, I think, kind of the fear with this team is if you're not going to continue to to create these turnovers, which you know I I don't think they're gonna they're not going to be able to get more takeaways, um, but it's just not a formula you can you can count on. Um, so can this offense find ways to 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 more frequently? hit on these plays. They've been bad in the red zone. They've been really bad when it's goal to go. Um, they, they've got to fix those things in order for their offense to give them a chance. And I suppose, you know, on the way in which the the offense, I mean, it has been very much the the kind of controlled offense and um, they haven't really, they haven't blown, uh, obviously, anybody out. But it's easy for fans, right, to, to look at it and, and to want to make kind of fantasy football decisions in terms of Russell's future. Do you think a decision has been made? Like, is, is Russ definitely coming back? Or is this still a little bit up in the air? It, does it depend on what happens over the, the back end of the season, Nick? 
Yeah, I, I think those decisions certainly have not been been made yet. Um, I think that the organization right now is, you know, fully invested in trying to figure out, you know, what whatever ways they can to, um, you know, get this thing to the playoffs to continue to win football games. Um, so I, I don't think that that has begun in earnest. Now, are there conversations that happen in there about, you know, about what it's going to look like next year? I'm sure that, that that has started, but more on an on an informal basis. The reality is that that. Russ's future, I think a lot of it, or or at least some of it, will be dictated by how this final five-game stretch goes. You know, um, he, he still has a lot that he has to show, um, you know, over the course of, of this season. Like, can you can you drag this team to the playoffs? Can you be, um, you know, more efficient on third down in the red zone? Um, you know, and then and then ultimately the question that they'll ask when, when they get to the offseason is, can we take another step forward at both as a team and offensively with Russell Wilson still at quarterback? Um, if the answer is yes, then they'll certainly, I think, bring him back. Um, certainly financially, that's that's the best play. But but if they don't think going forward that they can get better from where they're at, um, that, then I think they're going to think long and hard about what they need to do at the quarterback position. But yeah, I think anybody that tells you that, that you, they know how that's going to go um, yeah, I think that's a little disingenuous. That, that that's not a decision that they've made at this point. And I suppose, um, you know, in terms of the the other the other offensive pieces, it Cortland Sutton has a you know at times he's really kind of rolled back the the years. I was fortunate to to be there in in 2019 when you know he was so outstanding, and he's looked fantastic this year. But the the rest of the passing game ha has really struggled uh, uh you know and um can, like how how much of a and, and even on the the running game like we've seen Javante have really good moments we we we've seen obviously the other two backs particularly obviously in the the game ju just before the the loss um you know they 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 they've had moments but like do you expect this to look very different by the time September 2024 rolls around because you'd have to say like I mean if Greg Dulcich can hopefully can come back but can he stay healthy um but they've lacked a real spark I suppose on on offense like I'm wondering do you see like the the makeup of the the roster looking different yeah I definitely think there will be some some turnover I mean there there was a fairly significant amount of turnover in in just the first off season under Sean Payton and he certainly is going to continue to want to be bringing in players who he believes um you know fit what they're trying to do or where they want to go um you know I also this is going to be the first year that they have had a first round draft pick since 2021 uh right because they gave up their first rounders in 2022 and 2023 um they gave those up in the in the Russell Wilson trade and then Obviously, they had added another first rounder for this year uh, by trading Bradley Chubb, but then traded that to the Saints in order to hire Sean Payton. So they haven't had that draft ammunition that allows you to get some of those, you know, those real difference maker type players, right, from an athleticism standpoint. So I think they'll be eager to add somebody um, to their to their roster from that kind of level of the draft, uh, which, which, again, they just haven't been able to, to do in a while. Um you know, but but you look at it, and, and there's a lot of guys will have decisions to make. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton has had a great year, certainly from a touchdown perspective. Um, there's no guaranteed money left on his contract, uh, although he is under contract for two more years. Do they, 
you know, do they extend him to get his cap number down? Um, you know, give him some guaranteed money. What does that look like? Um, you know, Garrett Bowles is sort of in the same contractual situation. Um, you know, Justin Simmons, there's a lot of these veteran guys that they're going to have to have to decide how they want to handle it. You know, is Pat Sertan, are, are they going to go ahead and extend him this offseason when he first becomes eligible? Um, so there, there's some big financial decisions that the Broncos have to make. But I, I definitely think that they're going to tinker with this uh, offensively. I think they, they've laid a foundation and a big part of where they'll improve is simply um, better familiarity with with what Sean Payton expects, how he calls his offense. Um, you know, I, I think that continuity will go a long way. I mean, this is going to be the first year in a while the Broncos have kind of kept the kept coaching staff pieces in place over the course of an offseason. Uh, and I think I don't think you can discount how impactful that can be uh, for an offense that just has had constant change, constant turnover. So uh, in, in one sense, I think, you know, the lack of change might be the, the biggest change that the Broncos could have. And on the the defensive side of the ball, I you know I'll admit I was a huge skeptic when Vance Joseph came back, and the early part of the season looked you know really tough. But you'd have to say, like as you pointed out when we were uh, earlier, even in in this um, chat, like it was the offense that you know left us down, uh, you know against the the Texans. Vance Joseph's defense has really you know, come on leaps and bounds. And he kind of was doing things, particularly like the adjustments. CJ Stroud really struggled in that second half. They were getting to him. Um, the the difference, obviously, look, they, they moved on from a couple of a couple of the veteran guys. But you're there on the ground. You cover the team. Like, what, what really changed? Like, how did this go from a team that, you know, the defense, the teams were all over and just having their way with to a unit that has been really solid. Yeah. You know, I, I think there was a few things, um, you know, one of them is just sort of comfortability with, with what Vance Joseph w- was calling, how he was connecting scheme wise with the players that he had on his roster. Um, so I, I think that that feeling out period, it maybe took a little bit longer than they expected it to. Um, but that was always going to have to be a factor for them. Um, the other thing was that you were for, for two of those really poor defensive performances, right? Miami being the top of the list. Uh, and then Chicago, even though they won that game, uh, was largely a rough defensive performance. Uh, you didn't have Justin Simmons. And, and I think he, he's been, you know, every bit as good as he's been throughout his career this season. Um, he, he's a huge part of what they do, not just, you know, the plays that he makes on the ball, um, but how he aligns people, gets them into position. Um, so, so I think th- those were things. They also, they also made a number of key personnel adjustments. Yeah, by by releasing uh, by trading Randy Gregory, releasing Frank Clark, uh, they sort of cleared the pathway among those outside edge rushers for some younger guys to get get some snaps. Uh, Nick Benito has had a really good season. Baron Browning has been solid since he came back from his from his injury that, that cost him the first six games of the year. Um, so, so you've had that, um, and, and not, none bigger than than the uh, the nickel change, which which Jaquan McMillan going in there in, in place of Isang Bassey. When Kwan Williams went down, their veteran nickel, um, yeah, that created a big void, and, and McMillan has filled that in a major way. Um, he's just been kind of a machine in terms of getting after the ball, forcing turnovers. Um, should have had another forced turnover against the Texans. It was a fumble that <laughs> Broncos had every chance to fall on, and they didn't. Um, but. But again, so I, I, it's not any one thing to answer your question. I, I think it's been a number of things that have come come together. And then once that starts to happen, you're you're playing with a, a certain level of confidence too that, that's changed the equation as well. So so it's been a number of those things. And um, I, I'm just wondering, like, 
uh, Nick, one of the things that really stood out from the Broncos team that won Super Bowl 50 was uh, leadership, I suppose. Uh, that was one of the, the key pieces that, that led them to that. And it kind of felt like um, they lost their way a little bit after that. And there were wilderness years almost where it felt like the, the team maybe lacked a little bit of leadership on the, the field, perhaps on, on both sides of the ball. As somebody who covers the, the team is on the ground, like who are the the leaders in the locker room? You mentioned Justin Simmons. He obviously stands out. I mean, this is a guy on and off the, the field. But uh, who for who are the, the others that maybe people might not be as you know, from or wouldn't be as front facing. Yeah, I think they've gotten good contributions from from their captains. Uh, just Justin Simmons, I, I think he really kind of set that tone, and I've seen him become more vocal, more more vocal this season. Um, you know, young guys really lean on him. I, I think he's continued to um, evolve in that way, get more comfortable with that mantle. Um, you know, Mike McGlinchey is a guy that they brought in, uh, in in free agency. Um, you know, obviously made him the highest paid right tackle. Uh, in free agency, but he has been, he has been, a, I think, a real positive presence for an offensive line group that, um, you know, while still has, has certainly not played perfectly um, and really kind of struggled in pass protection on Sunday against the Texans, has overall, I think, taken a pretty significant leap from where they were a year ago, and, and they've had better continuity this year. Um, so so there's been a lot of positives that he has, he has brought to the table. Um, you know, guys like Cortland Sutton, too. I, I think the thing that you saw from him, was um, in that game when Jerry Judy had the big 41-yard catch that got him down to the one-yard line. Um, you know, he was he was the one that was Jerry's biggest cheerleader, and and I think that that kind of thing rubs off. So they've they've got guys. I think I think they've got a good core of of leaders in this room, and that that's sort of what helped them turn the season around. Um, Nick, yeah, you've been very um, you know generous with your time, um, given that you you've put in a full work day. For fans on this side of the Atlantic who want to check out more of your stuff, where can they do that? Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. If you go to uh, theathletic.com slash Broncos, um, you'll be able to find to find all of our work there. Um, at Nick Cosmiter on, on X, uh, it would be another way to find that. I post the stories there as well. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me and giving me that platform. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, it's going to be, uh, I suppose, an interesting back end to the season to see what happens. I, I think it will be difficult with the run-in that the Colts and the Texans have. But look, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. And as you said, uh, there are going to be some interesting off-season conversations for the, the Broncos. But for now, Nick, thanks for taking the time to chat to me today. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do vote with your fingers and rate, review, or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Every click, every like, every positive review, and every additional subscriber makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we really do appreciate it. We'd also love to hear from you and to interact with NFL fans on our social channels, wherever you're listening in the world, so please do get in touch.